Storytelling is marketing's oxygen. Your brand cannot survive without it. Hi, my name is Nyquia, and I am the founder of The Marketing Profit, a global digital marketing agency. I have mastered the art of storytelling and marketing strategy from the greatest storyteller of all time. Yes, girl, you got that right. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. The Scriptures, Stories, and Strategies podcast is here to help faith-based content creators create a universal community within their online business that sparks engagement, prompts actions, and generates income using lessons from the only business book you really need, your Bible. Let's begin. Hello, Faith-Fueled friend. Welcome back to another Faith-Fueled episode. If you are new, what's up? I am your host, Nyquia. And if you skip past that introduction, you probably have no clue who I am. So let me... uh, do a little quick reminder. So I am the founder of The Marketing Profit, which is a global digital marketing agency, a business educational platform, and faith-based global community for freedom-fiending fempreneurs who love to mix business with adventure. And if that sounds like a community you see yourself a part of, then you would love this podcast because scriptures, stories, and strategies is all about mixing faith with the business. Okay, so if you haven't been following me on Instagram over at my um, IG handle at the marketing profit or my personal handle at nyquia.s, you wouldn't know that one of my spiritual goals for this year for 2021 is to read the Bible and not only just read the Bible, but actually understand what I'm reading and applying it. Um, and applying the principles and the lessons I learned um, all year within the year and applying those lessons to my life. So a few days ago, and I followed like this devotional plan that I have, uh, and it just breaks down the chapters into days and just to make it easily digestible to understand what you're reading. So a few days ago, my reading was from the first five chapters of Deuteronomy. And let me tell you, I was mind blown by how the Holy Spirit worked its way in me when deciphering the hidden life and business meanings in these chapters. I feel such a strong desire to share this message message with you. And if you feel like this message is something you'd think a loved one needs to hear, then please share this podcast episode with them because uh, I know they will really, really benefit from it. So I want to talk about the many lessons we can learn within the first five, actually the first four chapters of Deuteronomy and how to apply them to building your faith and learning to embrace your own success path rather than comparing it or being jealous of others' uh, success path. But of course, before we start, let me actually share share some Bible verses that deal heavily about what we're going to talk about today. I have, I think, five that I want to share with you real quick. So Galatians 6.4 says, But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. James 3.16 says, For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bone rots. Make the bones rot, sorry. Romans 12.2 says, 
Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And the last verse I want to share with you today is from Philippians 2, uh, 3. And it says, don't act out of selfish ambition or be conceited. Instead, humbly think of others as being better than yourselves. Okay, so one of the fastest ways of discouraging yourself within your business journey or your personal life in general is getting trapped by the sin of jealousy. Um, And that's when you actually compare yourself to other success or other's journeys. So one thing, it's important to remember that you are first and foremost special, okay? And you are different from everyone else on this earth. No one is made exactly like you and given the exact God-given skills, the exact talents, the exact life experiences, the exact struggles, and more. So God has, has a specific plan for you and you won't accomplish that plan by looking at others. In fact, you'll actually lose yourself in the process. Trust me, I know from experience and I'm not afraid to admit I'm guilty of this. So excuse me if my voice also sounds like a little rasp, guys, because it's like 1034 at night and I'm a grandma and it's past my bedtime. So if you see me like swallowing hard, it's because my mouth is like really dry and I'm tired. (laughs) Okay, so before I dive into this lesson, I want you to promise something to yourself and to God, okay? So every day when you wake up and every night before you go to sleep, I want you to count your blessings and not the blessings of someone else. Let God control your life and give Satan no opportunity to discourage you from the purpose God has for you. I want you to know that all you need is Christ. And I want you to set your mind at peace by focusing on the Lord. So promise me that you will do that. Promise that to God. I promise you that promise itself will really just help you out. All right. So as always, I do love to give a quick touch base of what is actually going on during the chapters I share with you so that you have a better foundation and knowledge of whose story we are telling in the Bible. Plus, I love history. So I just love to give you a little background because if I don't give you background and you never read the first few chapters of Deuteronomy, you're going to be lost and I don't want you to be lost. So the first five chapters of Deuteronomy is one huge like farewell slash warning slash reminder slash law giving slash pep talk a speech that is presented by Moses to the Israelites and I'm not gonna lie I got major Captain America speech vibes from the first like five chapters if you are a Marvel fan and you've seen the Avengers Endgame movie I'm referring to the part right before they go back in time for the first time to try and recapture all like the Infinity Stones and Captain America gives the remaining um, Avengers who survived the blip this like heartfelt and strong filled speech um, and uh, it just touches my heart every time um, because that was just an amazing speech like I felt like if I was an Avenger like the same uh, response like Paul Rudd had, like I'd, I'd feel that way. I'm like, that's just an amazing speech. Anyways, so that's the vibes I got from the first five chapters. It was an amazing speech by Moses. So this is actually also the last chapter we are with Moses because my dog dies. All right, he 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 
tells the Israelites, one of the things he does tell them in um, the first five chapters is, I'm not going to be with you much longer. So that's why I'm gathering you all here now. And I'm telling you all this stuff because God just told me like, hey, you fulfilled your part and you're not going to be crossing the Jordan with the rest of the Israelites. I'm going to hand the rest of the uh, journey over to Joshua. You did well. You're going to die. So I'm pretty sure it didn't go like that. But basically this is the last chapter that we are with moses because he does die at the end of the chapter and he has fulfilled god's role for him very well i might say so moses is basically recapping their whole experience from when he saved the israelites from egyptian bondage all the way up to where they are at now which is on their way to um i, I believe it's pronounced kadash barnia uh, from Horeb. Um, and like I said, this is right before the Jordan River. So they got to the Jordan River, they need to cross it to get to the promised land. So a little timeline for you. So Moses rescues the Israelites from Egypt. Okay, then they spend one year in Mount Sinai, or Sinai, I'm sorry, where they make a covenant with God to obey all of his laws. Excuse me. Then they wander around the desert for 40 years before they finally get so close to the land God promised them, which is on the other side of the Jordan River. So they are ready to cross the Jordan River, and this is where the beginning of Deuteronomy actually starts to take place. So the book is actually broken up into, well, this chapter is, not chapter, I'm sorry, the book of Deuteronomy is actually broken up into three different parts. The first part really being Moses' like somber story to them and just his, um, his recap of everything that happened within the last 40 years. So Moses talks about all the Israelites' rebellions. He talks about the miracles God has performed over the years that they spent together. Um, also keep in mind that during this time, Moses is talking to the, he's actually talking to the children of the Israelites who most likely died in the wilderness due to their rebellion against God. So he's challenging like the kids now that are older to be different from their rebellious parents. Um, during the speech, he also reminds them of their lack of faith over the many years. He reminds them of the victories they won, the victories they lost. He reminds them of God's promises. He reiterates the Ten Commandments. He tells them that, um, once again, he will not make it to the promised land across the Jordan with them. And he also lets them know that Joshua will be taking his place um, and leading them into the promised land. And then so much more happens in these first four or five chapters. So I want to begin the lesson starting in chapter one, verse six, and I'm going to actually go all the way to chapter four. So I am reading the New International Version of the Bible. So feel free to read along in your Bible version of choice if you can at the moment, if you're free. Uh, we are going to go chapter by chapter and break down the impact of jealousy and comparison within your business journeys um, when it comes to others, as well as talk about faith building tips to block those envious feelings. So if you can have a highlighter in hand, because I'm going to tell you important parts to highlight within your Bible or write notes down in um, as we go through the text. So I'm going to grab my Bible real quick. Let me move my laptop over here. And once again, guys, my voice is like extra raspy right now. Because it is past your girl's bedtime. Okay, so I have my Bible right here. And 
like I said, we're going to start reading from chapter 1, verse 6. And as I'm reading, I'm going to stop along the way to just explain just the business lessons, faith building tips, and all that when it comes to comparison, when it comes to God's plan for us, when it comes to jealousy. So let's begin. Chapter 1, verse 6. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb. Once again, guys, this is Moses speaking. So so let me say that again. Verse 6. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to the na- go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah and the mountains and the western foothills and the Negev and along the coast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon as far as the great river the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. So I want to stop right there before I go into the next part. I want you to underline. So going back to verse six, I want you to underline the words or highlight you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Basically, what I want you to think about is there are going to be times within your business journey that uh, God is going to put you at at a certain amount of time and you're not going to stay there forever. You are going to grow within your business journey. You are going to learn within your business journey. And the only way you can learn or the only way to get to your end goal that God has set for you, you have to make moves. So when he's telling the Israelites, you have stayed long enough at this mountain, he's basically telling the Israelites, you know, he wants you to keep moving. He wants them to keep growing. He wants them to keep changing. And plus, he wants them to make it to the promised land. Now, I want you to take this same verse and think about the journey God wants to take you on when it comes to your business, because I'm pretty sure he does not want you to stay in one spot at once. And then I want you to go down to verse eight and highlight that. Verse eight says, see, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers. Now, to the Israelites, you know, God is telling them like, hey, I'm, I'm sending you on a journey. I have a final destination for you. Um, I have given this land to you. It is yours. It's nobody else's. No one can take this land away from you. It is your possession. It is my promise to you. So in a business sense, I want you to think about your land. Okay, your land could be your land is kind of like your end or final destination, okay? Your journey is similar to the skills or the God-given skills that you have been presented with as far as your experiences, as far as your talents, as far as your spiritual gifts. Your journey represents all of those things and your land represents the destination. And God is telling you that, you know, I've given you, I've told you where you are going to end up. Um, and if you don't know your business destination or your, or your goals, you know, talk to God and you can figure that out between you two. But most likely you have an idea of where you want to end up as far as your business goals. And God understands that as well. And he has a journey he wants you to take in order to get to that land. And he wants you to take possession of what he wants you to take possessions of the tools he had provided to you in order to get to that land.
So remember that promise that he gave to the Israelites and he never broke that promise and just know he will never break your promise. So from that little section there, just follow the desires God gave to you and you will make it to that desired land. Okay, so reading on from verse nine. At that time, I said to you, you are too heavy a burden for me to carry alone. The Lord your God has increased your numbers so that today you are as numerous as the stars in the sky. May the Lord, the God of your ancestors, increase you a thousand times and bless you as he promised. But how can I bear your problems and your burdens and your disputes all by myself? Choose some wise, understanding, and respected men from each of your tribes and I will set them over you. Okay, I want to stop right there. Um, what I want you to learn from what Moses just told the Israelites in this is that you can't go on this journey alone. Even Moses, um, couldn't do this by himself. And this was a, this was a journey given to him by God. Um, and even God knew that, you know, Moses will need help and uh, along this journey. So I want you to think about your business journey. I want you to know that you do not have to go through your business journey alone. It is not meant for you to go through alone. And that can be in a sense of you can find biz besties. You can hire contractors to help you alleviate some of the extra work you have within your business. You can hire a business coach to help you uh, guide you on the right way of your business. You can you can do so many things in your business where you're involving other people to help you get to your destination. You cannot get to your destination by yourself. It is impossible. I am telling you that right now. You are going to need help. You're going to need to ask for help when it comes to reaching the desired land that God has promised to you. The same way Moses is telling the Israelites right now. You know, he said, I can, he's like, but how can I bear your problems and your burdens and your disputes all by myself. He can't. Like, that would just drive somebody crazy. So he told the Israelites, you know, I want you guys to pick well-respected men from each of your tribes, and then I will set them over you. I will appoint them as your leaders, so that way you can bring your problems to your leaders, and then your leaders can bring the most important problems to me. And that's kind of a way you can even set up your business. Like, you can appoint people, you can contract um managers or um, associates within your business that handle certain aspects so you have like an email marketing manager you have a customer service manager you have a social media manager um, that way uh, they're taking care of kind of the 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 bigger the smaller problems and if there's really anything big they can bring that to you but it's less people coming to you than a whole community coming to you so keep that in mind so I want to go down um, to verse 17 in chapter 1. And it says, Do not show partiality in judging. Hear both small and great alike. That is very powerful. I want you to think about this. So I'm going to say that again. Do not show partiality in judging. Hear both small and great alike. This is basically saying now to uh, in a business sense, this is basically saying don't judge somebody based on uh, like their their experience they have, their education they have, the way they were brought up. Um, I don't know what social media platforms they're on or they're not on. Don't 
ask for help and then judge somebody based on certain experiences. Um, you need to ask from help from people who have different experiences, people who are small or people who are big. Um, you need to broaden the you need to broaden your horizon on who you ask to help within your business because um, just because you think somebody has all this experience in email marketing doesn't mean that they're going to be better than somebody who just got maybe a degree in digital marketing and is really passionate about email marketing, but have not really had a job in email marketing, but is willing to learn. So just don't overlook small people over big people or vice versa. Um, They're all alike in all different ways. So don't show partiality and judging. Um, After that verse in 17, it also says, do not be afraid of anyone. For judgment belongs to God. Bring me any case too hard for you and I will hear it. So in a business sense, I want you to think about this. God is basically telling us, do not be afraid of anyone. As in, you can interpret that into don't be afraid of somebody else's success. Don't be afraid of your own failures. Don't look at somebody else's success and be um and be terrified because if they're doing something and you're not seeing those same results, don't let that scare you. Don't compare yourself. And what God is saying is bring me any case too hard for you and I will hear it. Because at the end of the day, you have to remember as Christians, nothing is bigger than God. God is the Alpha and the Omega. There's nothing that's bigger than him. So your business problem or your six, your um, troubles that you're having along your business path, anything you have is never too big for the Lord. And he's asking you to bring any case too hard for you to him and he will hear it. So the same thing he told Moses and the Israelites, he's telling them, do not be afraid of anyone. So anyone they're going to cross on their um, path, um, and then don't judge anyone you meet on your path because at the end of the day, judgment is up to God. We don't have the power to judge anyone. I mean, we do. Let's be realistic. We're humans. We judge. But at the end of the day, that power is really held with God. Um, And then I actually wrote, let me actually read what I actually, I wrote some notes down here. I put, I also put that sometimes God gives us his plan for our life. And he always equips us for our journey. He never sends us on a journey and does not equip us with the tools we need to survive. Same thing within your business journey. If you have a desire within your business, if you have a certain goal and your goals align as a Christian, if your goals align with um, uh, if your goals align with the spiritual gifts he has given you to bring more people to the truth, to bring more people to God then um, he's going to give you everything you need. He's not going to throw you in the wilderness. He's not going to throw you in the dark. Um, He shows us our destination, which you can talk about. We can uh, say that's our land and sense of these five chapters. Um, He shows us our destination. We just need to use what God gives us um, to encourage others and bring them to the promised destination. And those are my notes I actually wrote down. I just wanted to read those. Um, all right, so let's start from, uh, verse 19. Then it says, then as the Lord, our God commanded us, we set out from Horeb and went toward the hill country of the Amorites through all that vast and dreadful wilderness that you have seen. And so we reached Kadesh Barnea. 
Then I said to you, and this is still Moses speaking, by the way. And then I said to you, you have reached the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of your ancestors told you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I want you to underline or highlight verse 21 right now. I'm going to repeat that. See, the Lord, your God, has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, told you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So for the Israelites, um, he's uh, Moses is telling them what God has said about uh, the land that they're going to come to possess. It's already been promised to them. So why are, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. I literally told you, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you the commandments. I'm going to give you the laws. I'm going to give you all the tools you need to get from point A to point B. I'm not going to make a promise to you and then break it. I, I'm giving it to you. You just have to follow certain rules to get you there safely and to get you there um, through obedience. You can look at this in the same way as your business. Um, the Lord has given you a certain destination, okay? He wants you to go up and take possession of your journey. Um, and don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. Don't look at somebody else's business path and be discouraged. Don't look at somebody's land, air quotes. Don't look at somebody's land and be discouraged by how big their land is, how green their land is, how many trees are in their land, or how fast they acquire their land. You cannot be discouraged and do not be afraid because at the end of the day, your land is your land and nobody else can possess your land but you. And just taking that into a business sense, your um your business success or your business destination that God has planned for you is your business destination and it cannot be taken away from you. So I actually I'm turning the page here. I want to skip to so we're still in chapter one and I want to go to verse 28. So 28 starts off saying, where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with the walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. Okay, so I actually should uh, actually read this from verse 26 so you understand what's going on here. So I'm going to read from verse 26 and I'm going to read that again to 28 and then I'll, I'll talk to you what Moses is talking about. Uh, like I said, he's bringing up their past again. So verse 26 says, but you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord, your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, the Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say, oh, the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. So in this section, uh, Moses is bringing up uh, the part of their journey where they had to go and spy on the land of the, Amor of the I think it was the Amorites. And the spies that came back, they reported, some reported that, you know, these people are way stronger. They're taller than us. 
Like their cities are large, their walls are up to the sky. There's no way we are going to beat these people. Like they are just trained, we're not going to beat them. And then some of the other people, some of the other spies that went disagreed with them and said, no, God said that this is our land to take. So we're going to trust God and we're going to listen to him and we can take them. So in verse 28, I want you to think of this. I want you to get your highlighter or your pen and I want you to underline that um verse 28 where it says the people are stronger and taller than we are the cities are large with the walls up to the sky we even saw the anakites there and by the way the anakites were um they were like these uh they were descendants of the oh, i forgot I things called the nephrods or the um that's gonna bother me actually let me look real quick the the nephilim so they are supposedly um uh ans- not ancestors um related to the nephilims and the nephilims were basically giant warriors said to be like a hybrid of angels and uh humans so the anakites were like these just huge like seven probably eight footers so the israelites are looking at these people and all of a sudden they are discouraged and they all of a sudden forget about the promise the lord gave to them and the Lord even told Moses and the Moses told the Israelites, don't worry about the Amorites. Like we're going to defeat them. We just have to listen to what Jesus, I mean, to what God said. And uh, the Israelites uh, put fear over faith and they put their worldly judgment over their spiritual judgment. And they looked at what they seen and disregarded what they could not understand. So I want you to think about this in a business sense. You know, how many times have you looked at other people's success or other people's businesses and said, well, their business is stronger than mine's. Their business has been, you know, they're longer than mine's. Their, their, their money coming in, they're making so much more money than me. They have so many more clients than I have. Uh, you know, who's going to want to work with me when they have all the, uh, all the clients going to them? You know, look at them. That person has so many followers. Like, why would somebody pick me over them? You know, how many times have you actually said all these things to yourself or even more? The one thing I want you to know and to learn from that line in in verse 28 is, first of all, stop comparing yourself. Okay? Especially if God promised you a certain desire, if he promised you a certain result, why are you letting... Why are you letting other people's success scare you or frighten you? You, Their success has nothing to do with you. And the more that you focus on their success, the less you're going to, the more you're going to lose yourself in your own success and the less you're going to see any goals um, uh, come about or succeed because you're too worried about somebody else and what they're doing and spending less time on trying to fix your path. So don't underestimate yourself. You know, you need to have faith and stop making excuses. So the spies that went over to see the land of the Amorites, they made a bunch, it was basically a bunch of excuses. Oh, they're stronger, they're taller, their cities are large, their walls are up to the sky. Like, that's just a bunch of excuses at the end of the day because God told them, like, this this land is yours, I'm giving it to you, take possession of it. This is what you need to do. And they were afraid. Um, Just know that, um, God is great. You know, he will help you. He will guide you on your path. He will strengthen you. Um, and I want to actually keep on going. So, um, continuing in verse 29, it says, then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. 
the Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. So during this time, Moses is reminding the Israelites of how God promised that God will go before them, before in the land of the Amorites. He's going to be ahead of them. He's going to help them take the land. He's going to fight for them. He's going to do the same thing he did for them in e taking them out of Egypt. He's going to do the same thing he did for them when he took them out the wilderness. Like, I'm going to take care of you like a father takes care of his son. I'm going to get you, I'm going to help, help you take the land of the Amorites. Even though the Israelites knew all of this and, and was told all of this, they were still terrified. They were still afraid. They were still seeing the, they were still seeing the impossible because they were, they were focused over fear than faith. And I want you to apply that to your business journey. You know, how many times have uh, you know, you prayed about something and God maybe gave you a sign or told you don't worry about something or told you that I'm going to do this for you. But you consistently block out his voice and you pay more attention to the people who and your eyes are doing well or you're they're doing what you want to do and you completely block out God's voice. You know, think about what happened to the people who blocked out God's voice in the wilderness. Uh, they did not survive, honey. Okay, their children's made it, but they did not make it. God said, I'm getting rid of all y'all because y'all, I'm tired of y'all rebelling against me. So um, think about the the roadblocks you're going to be putting on your own success if you keep denying God's promises and keep focusing on somebody else's success and not yours. So I want to keep reading on verse from verse 32. It says, in spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God. Highlight that because that's that's true. You did you did not trust in the Lord your God. Um, verse thirty three says, Who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way you should go? This is kind of so sad because if I was an Israelite at this time and I was in the crowd. I'm, I'm, I know, I, I mean, I can't say what I know, but I, w I would hope I will be on the side of the people who are just going to trust God um, and just and just follow him. But God is literally saying, like, I went ahead of you on your journey. Um, I was there with you at night by fire and I was there with you by cloud by the day. I was following you and I was I was having you follow me this whole entire time. Before you stepped into a place, I searched out those places for you and I found you a place to camp and made sure it was safe. I was there ahead of every single step. So the same thing in our business journey. God is God already sees our end destination. He already knows what our destination is. And if we ask him, he will let us know what our destination is and how to get there. He is going to guide you step by step to get to where you have to go. If you are too focused looking at somebody else's success, looking at somebody else's land, looking at somebody else's destination, following somebody else's steps and regarding the steps God has given you, you are doing the same thing the Israelites did in the wilderness. You are doing the same thing the Israelites did when they rebelled against God, when they um, were afraid to go against the Amorites. You're doing the same exact thing. 
So think about that. Think about how detrimental that can be to you. Think about, I mean, I'm not saying that you're going to pay for a rebellion like the, like the Israelites did during that time. Definitely not that extreme. But just think about how that's going to hinder your success and how long it's probably going to take you to get to where God wants you to be at. But you focus on somebody else's success is keeping you um, just stagnant. Um, I want to go ahead and skip to chapter two. Um, this the podcast is probably going to be almost an hour long, but it's a really good podcast episode, guys. But I'm going to try to hurry up and hit the big points. So in chapter two, I want to read. Uh, let's start from verse two. And then the Lord said to me, you have made your way around the hill country long enough. Now turn north. Go give these people give, give these people these orders. You are about to pass through the territory of your relatives, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir. They will be afraid of you, but be very careful. Do not provoke them to war, for I will not give you any of their land, not even enough to put your foot on. I have given Esau the hill country of Seir as his own. You are to pay them and silver for the food and eat the water you drink. The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through his vast wilderness. And these 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you and have not lacked anything. So I want you to highlight in verse 5 of chapter 2. I will not give you any of their land, not even enough to put your foot on. I have given Esau the hill country of Seir as his own. So he's telling the Israelites at this time that, you know, you're going to go through the land of Seir. Okay. Now, I don't want you to take over this land because this land isn't promised to you. I promised this land to Esau generations before you guys were even thought of. Okay. I, this land was promised to Esau's um, descendants, not to you. So when you go into this land, don't be selfish. Don't try to take it over. Don't try to, you know, possess it because it's not for you to possess. You are to do well in this. If you pass through and you want to buy food, you are to pay for food with silver. You are not to steal anything. This is not your land. This is not your destination. This is not for you because I specifically saved this land for somebody else. I, and he repeatedly says this, um, he repeatedly says this to the Israelites in verse five of chapter two. He says it again in verse uh, nine. He says it again in verse 19. Um, he says it three times within chapter two. I think it's three times. Actually, let me turn the page here. Yeah, he says it uh, three times within chapter two. He tells them, do not take the land of um uh, the land that belongs to Esau's descendant. He tells them, do not take the land that belongs to the descendants of Lot, which is the city of Ar. He says, do not take the city. Um, the, he says, do not take the land belonging to the Ammonites because they are also belonging to the descendants of Lot. It is not for you. So do not be selfish and go in because you see a land full of fragile people. Maybe, maybe you think you can overtake these people and they probably could have, but just because you see that it's not your land to take. I promise that for somebody else, do not touch their land, do right by their land. So I want you to take this and think about it in a business sense. How many times have you looked over at somebody else's land and you 
um and, and you got jealous of their land you wanted to possess their land you wanted to do the same exact thing they're doing you wanted to take over their land and maybe do better than what they're doing i want you to stop right now because that's the same thing as saying that their business success their journey that land you see over there that's for them that's the land god promised them first of all you don't know what journey they've been through to get to where they're at so one don't judge second that their journey is not your journey so why are you so focused on trying to do the same exact thing somebody else is doing within their business journey when their business journey is their business journey it's it's um I forgot what this quote I read, but it's literally um saying like say if um you can follow the same exact steps somebody else is doing within their business and get two completely different results. And the reason for that being is because they're just different from you. They're not the same person you are. So their results are gonna be different based on many factors. And that's the same thing going as following somebody else's business journey or looking at somebody else's business journey or air quotes land and getting jealous of their land when you don't even know that their business journey was already promised to them through something they had to go through so how does it look me going to me looking at somebody else and be like oh man like they have all the clients i want like they have all the money I want. They they're they're pushing out all like the books and ebooks and workshops and blog posts that I want to do. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and start doing what they're doing because obviously it's working for them. Like I like they have the same clients I want. I'm gonna go ahead and make the same thing and just make myself better and just try to get their clients. First of all, you lose yourself when you do that. Second of all, you're t- you're trying to take somebody else's land that's promised to them. So just keep that in mind. Stay in your own land. Don't steal somebody else's. Don't 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 jive over to somebody else's land, okay? Because you don't that's not promised to you. You're on your own journey, stay in your own lane. Um I want to skip ahead to chapter uh chapter 3 verse where are we at? verse 26 and i want to read uh, 27 so 27 says look at the land with your own eyes since you are not going to cross this jordan but commission joshua and encourage and strengthen him for he will lead this people across and will cause them to inherit the land that you will see so we stayed in the valley near beth peror so sometimes our promises aren't fulfilled the way we want want or assume. So Moses thought that he would actually lead the Israelites across the Jordan. He thought he was going to be with them and reach the promised land. He thought that this whole promise that God promised the Israelites, he thought that at the be in the beginning, once he was given this role to save them from Egypt, he probably automatically assumed like, okay, like it's my job to take them to the promised land. But it wasn't meant for him to go that far. In actuality, it was actually meant for his predecessor, uh, Joshua, to take the Israelites into the promised land. So always remember what God has done for you. Always give thanks um, and you know, always give thanks for where he has gotten you so far. But always remember that sometimes just because we have a certain destination in mind or God promises us a certain destination doesn't mean we're going to fulfill it in a way that we want to fulfill it as. Um, 
there are always going to be changes on your path to business success. There's always going to be obstacles you are going to overcome. And sometimes you may not get to a certain part or a certain business goal, or you might get to that business goal, but it's not directly through you. It could be somebody that you help contract it into your business. It could be through a business coach. It prob- it's uh, What I'm basically saying is that your success sometimes isn't determined just by you. Sometimes it can be somebody else who helps you gain that business success, even if you don't even see that business success. Say, um, like for example, you had a website that did very, very well and you thought it was going to be the best website ever for your business, but you find out that it's not really the best uh, way for the route you want to take. So you end up selling your website um, name or domain name to somebody else, maybe within your business, who thinks that they can just take it a different route that will help them. And let's say that website takes off and it's very successful for them. So in a way, your website was successful at the end of the day. It just wasn't through you. You set it up to a certain point, then sold it off to somebody who it worked perfectly for. But maybe your role and your purpose was to set it up for that person, for that person to continue their own separate business journey business journey with your website. So hopefully that was a good example. <laughs> but um, I do want you to highlight that verse 27 to 28 and the 29 in chapter 3 because um, it's just very important. Um, then let's see, what else do I have here to share with you guys? Um, let's go down to chapter 4, verse 9. Um, and it says, I'm going to skip to the part where it says, Do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to, the, and to their children after them. And then I want to skip to verse 12 in that same chapter. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but no form. There was only a voice. He declared to you his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to follow. And then wrote them on two stone tablets. And the Lord directed me at that time to teach you the degrees and law you are to follow in that land that you are causing the Jordan to possess. Um, and then it talks about idolatry for um forbidden and chapter in verses fifteen. Um, and I actually highlighted verses fifteen all the way down to nineteen because that whole section is very very important. It basically talks about how faithful they were at the beginning of their journey and how that faith was blinded by all their um all the ob- all the objections and all the stuff they came through on their path and their journey uh their faith was it just dwindled and they went from seeing no form of god but hearing his voice and and believing that you know oh wow you know god is speaking to me and i don't even see him i can't see a figure but i hear his voice and i i know he's here with us to them seeing a cloud go ahead of them, seeing a fire going ahead of them at night, knowing it's God and knowing God is ahead of them and making a place for them to camp at night and telling them I'm about to, you know, take this land for you guys and promising them that and them saying, oh no, like those people are too big uh, for God. Their city is too tall for God. Uh, their land is too um, too progressive for God. Like this, this is just too big for God. So just, uh, I, I want you to highlight that part because it just shows how, how eager we are at the beginning of our business journey to going through all these obstacles and to how how our faith lacks at kind of like in the middle of our business journey going towards the end. I mean, we don't really know when the end of our business journey is, but just 
um, just being uh, cautious and aware of how our faith may dwindle on our business journey and how we need to stay in the word of God, stay in the uh, the laws of God to uh, refuel our faith when we start to get that way, when we start to uh, look at worldly things or start to think things are bigger than God. So I did want to point that out. And let me see what else. Um, that That's pretty much it. The rest of, I mean, I definitely uh, would love for you guys, if you have not read Deuteronomy, the first uh, four chapters, especially chapter four. I'm not going to go too much into chapter four because I really don't want this episode to be too, too long. Um, if you love long episodes like this, leave a comment down below and let me know if you prefer long uh, podcast episodes. I myself, I feel like when I start talking a lot, especially if I'm doing it like kind of like unstructured, I feel like sometimes I get off topic or I don't want to bore you guys and you guys stop listening. So let me know if you love uh, long podcast episodes or if you'd rather me keep it short and break up the episodes. But anyways, I really hope that you really learned some business lessons, at least from the first four chapters of Deuteronomy. If you have not read the first four or five chapters of Deuteronomy, please take your time one of these days this week and really read through the um, read through those first five chapters and ask the Holy Spirit to open up your heart and um, help you discern the words that are in this text that... Um, you may be able to apply it to your business success and your business journey. And the main thing I want you to take away from these first four chapters that I read to you is, you know, consider the, consider your promised land, which is God's promise he made for you when you first started your business. Um, you have a goal. You prayed for this goal. And even though you have not gotten to that goal yet, just understand that if that goal is meant for you and if God said, yes, this goal is, you know, it it, it does well in my eyes, I'm going to give it to you. Um, but you need to stay on your path. If you start looking at other people's land or start possessing other people's land that was not promised to you to begin with, you're going to stunt your growth, one. You're going to, you're going to stunt your faith, two. And at the end of the day, you're 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 going to lose sight of why you started your business in the first place because if you're worried about what somebody else is doing and not why you actually started your business in the first place, you're going to lose why your business even has any importance at all. And why would somebody want and people can see. People can see if you're trying to copy somebody else or or copy somebody else's quote unquote land. And how does that make you look? You're going after somebody else's possessions instead of creating your own path or following the path God has made for you. So I really, really hope that you learned something from this lesson today. And I really hope that um remember that promise that I had you promise me and promise God that you will be thankful for um uh, for uh, you'll be thankful for all the opportunities you have been given today. Um you're gonna go to sleep tonight and uh be thankful. Sorry guys, I told you my like uh mouth is getting so dry because I've been talking like for an hour now and now I'm yawning. So sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, oh, curious if you yawned when I said that. But um, remember that promise uh, that I gave you at the beginning of this episode. You know, 
promise that every day when you wake up and every night before you go to sleep, you know, count your blessings and not the blessings of someone else. So as always, I want to lead off this podcast episode with a prayer for you um, in hopes that you would take this episode and and really apply it to your life, apply it to your business success, your business journey. And I really hope this um, this episode really opened up your eyes to how jealousy and comparison can really stunt your success, stunt your growth, stunt your faith. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for bringing uh, this message of Deuteronomy to me, to uh, the listener on the other end of this podcast. You have um, opened up my eyes, Lord, through the Holy Spirit to really bring a business message out of this. And I want to thank you so much and thank you for giving me the spiritual gift of being able to teach uh, business lessons out of the Bible to people who really need it. I pray that whoever's listening to this podcast right now, Lord, I pray that you bless them through their business journey. And if they're having troubles through their business journey, Lord, I pray that just like you did for the Israelites, you stay ahead of them, Lord. You either come by fire at night or a cloud by day and you follow them and you help them camp on their way, on their path. You help them camp in a safe place. Gather what they need before they have to move on, Lord. Let them know. Please remind them that you are there for them, Lord, and that you are always going to be there for them and you are never going to leave them. And you, at the end of the day, know their final destination and only you can get them there, Lord. And I pray who is ever listening to the other end of this podcast, I pray that they go to sleep tonight and they really think about everything you have blessed them with, everything that you have equipped them with in their journey to do what they're doing. And I pray that everyone who is listening right now, you have a desire in your heart right now when it comes to your business. That desire was put there by God. And he's not going to give you a desire that he cannot fulfill or help you fulfill. And And I really pray that you understand what God has equipped you with And I pray that you use those equipped spiritual gifts to guide more people to Jesus, to God within your business journey. And stop looking at other people's success as your own failure. Stop being jealous of people and judging them when you don't even know what it took them to get to where they had to go. Your success is not um, your success and their success are completely do different things. And I pray, Lord, that they understand at the end of the day, they're going to have to go through their own journey and they're going to have to have faith in you in order to succeed in the faith. I mean, I'm sorry, in order to succeed in their business journey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So I pray that you pray that prayer with me and I pray that your business journey, if you are having obstacles, it's going to get better from here. Um, don't worry. It's always going to get better. There's always dips and lows in business. That's just business. Um, nobody's business success is perfect. So keep that in mind. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I have one last message for you guys. So stay tuned and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Do you feel that? That heat? That fuel? 
girl, that's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. It would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies. Let them know what they're missing. Okay, don't tell them I can turn water into wine, but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies. Thank you so much, Faith Field friend, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a blessed day.